Welcome to Lymphedema Podcast. I'm Betty Westbrook, Certified Lymphedema Therapist and the host of Lymphedema Podcast. The purpose of Lymphedema Podcast is to provide answers and explanations for people affected by the lymphatic disease lymphedema. This podcast is for patients, family members, medical professionals, and anyone interested in lymphedema. Each week, I discuss a new topic related to this disease to help you learn more and navigate better the journey ahead. Disclaimer, as a certified lymphedema therapist, all information provided is based on my professional experiences and education. I recommend that anyone who feels they have lymphedema or have been medically diagnosed with lymphedema seek in-person medical treatment from a certified lymphedema therapist. I'm so passionate about teaching others about lymphedema that I created this podcast. Thanks for joining me. I hope you're ready to learn something new today. This is episode eight of Lymphedema Podcast. Welcome back for another episode of Lymphedema Podcast. Last episode's interview with Frank Avales on wound care still has me in shock. He was so kind to be my first interview and brought such great information for all of us. If you haven't listened yet, what are you waiting for? Go listen. It is so good. So as I'm preparing for this new episode, it's the weekend. My weekend has consisted of enjoying coffee on my couch, watching Food Network, specifically Pioneer Woman. I really love her. Working at a nursing home for some extra money, working out at the house, cleaning that house, picking up groceries, putting away groceries, making dinner, prepping food for the week. Together, my husband and I cleaned out the garage, dropped off our recycling, played fetch with our dogs, watched some Netflix, watched church on the computer. Well, you know, it's flu season. And had a little Sonic happy hour date. Aside from a few daily functions, that's been my entire weekend. As I was just living my life, I thought about this new episode, Living with Lymphedema. If I was a lymphy, I would have had such a different weekend, and every day of my life would be drastically different. In the clinic when I'm asked, will I ever get rid of this swelling? I have to say, nope. And that really hurts me to say it. But not nearly as much as it hurts you to hear it. So today, I'm going to break down ways to carry on and live your best life with lymphedema. The phrase carry on reminds me of this great song, Carry On by Fun. Go check them out if you're needing some motivation. I'm going to start where every new day begins, 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning when you first get up to pee. Yeah, not exactly when the alarm goes off for work, but that middle of sleep pee urge, it isn't easy to jump up and go to the bathroom, is it? Nope. You may have head or neck compression on, the thing that looks like a ski mask you borrowed to rob a bank. Yeah, that thing. Maybe you have a mummy-wrapped arm or leg that's heavy and stiff from being bandaged. The ultimate challenge is double-wrapped. Both arms and hands or both legs in a pillowy night garment with layered bandages that really causes a scene trying to make it to the bathroom. I'm not trying to insult anyone who has experienced this. I'm just trying to shed some light on the truth here. If this is your life, preparing the night before can help you. I'm going to give you three tips. One, clear the path. Remove anything that would cause you to trip or stumble. Two, don't drink anything two hours before going to bed. This may sound easy, but people with lymphedema are often thirsty and drink fluids constantly. Chew on some ice chips if you feel the urge to wet your mouth, but try not to drink anything more than two or three ounces. Third, If you pump nightly, do it one or two hours before you go to sleep. If you pump in the bed, 
right before going to sleep and just plan to pull the sleeves off and slip into your night garment, it may not be that easy. The pumping increases the amount of urination because it's removing the fluid from the body. So if you allow time between pumping and going to sleep, you will likely have less interruptions in the night. So you made it through the middle of the night pee challenge. Congratulations. Next up is your morning routine. This includes in no particular order, removing the compression, peeing again, showering, applying lotion, pumping for 30 minutes to an hour, or doing self-MLD, and rewrapping or putting on compression garments. That doesn't even include if you have kids at home or animals to feed or spouses to help, breakfast, making lunches, loading the car, dropping off the kids, and making it to work all before 9 a.m. is quite the task. Here are three things to help your mornings go a little smoother. One, have alarms set in everyone else's room. If you have kids that need to be up at a certain time, set an alarm in their room to help them be more independent about waking up. Maybe even hide a few extra alarms in there to help them get up. By doing this, you save yourself a few minutes where you or your spouse aren't running around the house checking on kids to see if they are awake and getting ready yet. Two, make-ahead lunches and breakfast are a life changer. Freezer breakfast burritos, overnight oatmeal, or make-ahead yogurt cups with fruit and granola are quick, on-the-go ideas to move the morning right along. Lunches can be prepped the night before or even at the beginning of each week. I like to make a snack pack lunch. Usually Sunday night, I will cut up vegetables I know that I'll eat. That's usually carrots, cucumbers, celery, and I put them in a large bowl or I divide them into five containers for the week. I add to those containers cheese sticks, boiled eggs, wheat crackers, hummus, or a Greek yogurt ranch dip and I'm good to go for my lunches that week. Or I prep leftovers the night before and send them with my husband. In addition to make-ahead meals, the thing that saves me so much time in the morning is setting my coffee to auto-brew. Thank you, Jesus, for the coffee bean. Third, well, the third tip is not always a popular one, but it will help you the most. Wake up an hour earlier. These extra 60 minutes to start your morning will allow you the time you need to prepare before the day begins. I've had patients tell me when their alarm goes off at 545, they roll out of bed to go to the bathroom and remove their compression garments. Then they'll shower and lotion the leg. At that point, they may crawl back in bed and pump and sleep for 30 to 45 more minutes, or they grab their quick breakfast and coffee while they sit in their recliner to pump. After the pump session's over, they slip into the compression for the day. They are already positioned to have a better day, just because of the 60 minutes they gave up to take care of themselves first. When you have lymphedema, you have to put those needs first. Often they are put somewhere on the list below, take care of everyone else. But you must take care of yourself first, or you won't be able to take care of those you love. That leads me to the workplace. I love my job. I love the work I do. But it can be difficult to be around so many people all day. On a daily basis, I see one or 200 different people. This could be in passing or a one-on-one -on -one hour with a patient and their family members. March 6th is World Lymphedema Day. I spread awareness in the clinic by either wrapping my arm or my leg while I'm at work. This is physically hard for me because I'm up and down from the floor all day or using my hands to wrap other patients. I do it to experience firsthand the physical struggle but also the emotional struggle of being looked at all day by people who notice the limb that's larger than the other one. And I also use that opportunity to inform them what lymphedema is. Any of you listening who have experienced this daily gawking, feel it on a deeper level. 
I welcome the looks so I can talk to them about lymphedema, but you guys, you guys want to hide from their glances or avoid their eye contact because it's hurtful to be viewed as different or weird. I want to say here, if you could muster up enough courage to tell them what lymphedema is, then it would help. But I know it doesn't. Patients of mine have been questioned, stared at, or even avoided by others in the waiting room. Even my nicest, most open patients to speak to have been met with criticism, questions, and looks of disgust. It's really not fair. I don't have three tips for making this part of daily life better. I personally would tell them to buzz off if they keep staring, or I would try to have an informative conversation with them. It really just depends on them, though. Are they looking just to look, or are they genuinely intrigued in the disease itself? Some people stare because you look like someone they know who isn't being treated or doesn't yet know they have it. The Lymphy Life posted on their Facebook recently that she was shocked at the first time she saw a billboard with a picture of a leg that looked like her father's. I assume this is the reaction some people have when they see lymphedema patients in a waiting room. Some of them are shocked there are people who look like their mother, uncle, or friend who doesn't know what's causing their quote-unquote big leg. Alright, so you made it through the workday, and you're planning to go work out. It's a beautiful spring day. (sighs) I'm totally dreaming here because it's February and 30 degrees in Texas, so basically it's freezing cold in winter. (sighs) Spring day. Anyways, where was I? Right. Beautiful spring day, and you want to go for a walk. Great. All you have to do is change clothes, shoes, and garments, or bandages. If you're a leg lengthy... This could be both legs needing to be in compression and fit into shoes. Shoes that fit, that's a dream come true, right? A few tips for my leg lymphies here. One, wear whatever clothing is comfortable for you. It doesn't have to be cute, name brand, or trendy. Oversized and comfortable clothing will allow you to move better and enjoy your workout better. Two, shoes. Shoes for working out need to be different than the shoes you wear for work. Unless you get to wear tennis shoes to work, and then that's okay. A few things to look for are wide or even extra wide shoes that have shoelaces you can take all the slack out of and then tie them up once you get your foot positioned in. Third, take a friend. If you have someone there with you to walk and talk with you, you're 100% more likely to get it done. If you want some recommendations for other exercises, go back and listen to episode 6 on exercise. If you're an arm lymphy, I have a few tips for you too. One, while walking sounds great, using the rowing machines in a gym or setting up a tabletop arm bike at your house will help move the fluid out more effectively than walking. Be sure to wear your compression while you're doing this to get the most out of the exercise. Two, if you wear sleeves at this point in your treatment, I recommend a tattoo sleeve or a sleeve cover-up. When you wear it to the gym, it always catches someone's eye and people think it's really cool to see you working out in a full arm sleeve tattoo. Also, it just kind of mixes it up a little. And three, don't be afraid to lift some light weights or to do a workout class. It'll be fun and a new way to prove to yourself that you aren't forever sentenced to walking in circles while you keep your arms down at your side from fear of causing more swelling. New studies have busted that myth. For anyone exercising outside that has lymphedema, be sure to watch for bugs that might bite to avoid a skin irritation that could increase your risk of cellulitis. You also want to avoid too much direct sunlight so you don't get too hot. 
After a quick cool off and change before heading home, you pick up the kids and stop by the grocery store for a few things needed for dinner. Your run in for a few items turns into you remembering that you're out of userin lotion that you use multiple times a day on your lymphy limb. I just made that up. Lymphy limb. I like it. Don't you? Anyway, lotion is in the basket when you see the antibacterial body wash is a new scent. Add that to the basket. You regroup and head to the produce section where you really just needed to grab a bag of lettuce. Lettuce? Check. But wait, there's fresh turmeric and ginger root. You read an article recently on how ginger and turmeric root have anti-inflammatory properties to reduce swelling in the body. So you grab two of each to take home. You might make a ginger and turmeric tea or even add them to a smoothie. The quick trip to the grocery store ends in the additional purchase of pH balancing lotion, antibacterial body wash, ginger, and turmeric root. This was a real story from a patient who said she couldn't run into the store without looking or purchasing something related to her lymphedema. My one and only recommendation for this is grocery pickup, or if you're so lucky, grocery delivery. Grocery pickup has only been available in our area for about a year now, and it saves me so much time and money. One, I don't have to decide when I'll go spend an hour of my life navigating the grocery store on my only free day of the week. And two, I save money because I don't take my husband. That means I stay on budget and on diet without his random addition of Pop-Tarts, Dr. Pepper, or a slab of beef that's on sale that we must have. Once you're home for the night after running kids here and there, picking up kids from practice, dropping off friends at their houses, and doing any other errand that may have come up between here and there, you curl up and read a nice book with a glass of wine. Also, not a reality for Limpies. Once you're at home and dinner has been eaten, it's time to get ready for the night routine. The night routine looks a lot like the morning routine. Unwrap or take off the compression garment, maybe shower again, or if you're just a morning showerer, Move on to skin checks for any irritation from the compression you are in all day. Resist the urge to scratch the whole thing until it's beet red, apply a lotion, and settle in for another pump session. Like mentioned at the beginning, it's a good tip to pump one or two hours before actually going to bed so you have time to wrap or put on a night garment and pee before you settle in. Clear a path for the middle of the night pee journey that will happen. Set out your clothes for tomorrow, decide which make-ahead breakfast you'll have in the morning, and get the coffee ready to auto-brew. I know this is just a basic and very general overview of daily life with lymphedema, but it is a start. Future episodes will have specific topics like dating, sex life, and balancing lymphedema and work. Be sure to tune in for those. This episode is very important to me because I want more than anything for each of you to hear that you are worth putting in the time and effort to manage this disease. It can take a mental and emotional toll on you, but you can decide now that you will set yourself up for success. These basic suggestions are a great place to start. Mother Teresa says, Loneliness and the feeling of being unwanted is the most terrible poverty. This podcast is here for you to find friendship and a community for your journey with lymphedema. I hope you enjoyed learning more about living with lymphedema. Email me with your story if you'd like to share lymphedemapodcast at gmail.com or visit the website lymphedemapodcast.com to submit a topic for another episode. 